Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying coworker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. This homecoming weekend edition of Hawk Fanatic is brought to you by Patrick Eads and his uh, great crew at Deary Brothers Ford Sales and Service, Hawkeye Title and Settlement, uh, the great Steve Anderson and his staff, Mike Slock and E. Keys, uh, Siding and Remodeling. I'm sorry, Suple's Building and Remodeling. That's GT Carr and his uh, longtime crew. 800-800-ROWS, the Midtown Family Restaurants, Hurtin and Stocker Jewelers, Downtown Iowa City, the Sanctuary Pub, Premier Automotive, the Oxyoke Inn in the Amanas, Jimmy Street and his... Uh, Wonderful business, streets, maintenance. The Wild Rose Casino in Clinton and Dr. Lance Forbes Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Good morning, Tom Suter. Well, good morning, James Hunter. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Yeah, uh, it started off nice, but it's kind of crappy right now. Well, it <laughs> is. spitting and r- r- cloudy and windy. Uh, perfect uh, day to just hang in the, in the house and relax. It's fall weather is yeah. what it is. The sun's supposed to come out later this afternoon and uh, should be pretty good weather for the homecoming parade tonight and then, of course, the game tomorrow. So, Well, you mentioned one of our fine sponsors, Hawkeye Title and Settlement, and he's got his homecoming uh, feed today. Yes, uh, from 11 till 2, I believe. Uh-huh. So be, most of us will be making an appearance. Tommy Lang's all excited because he's not doing the midday show, so he gets to go this, this year. For like the first time in 10 years. It's been a while, yes. Yeah. And I get to go too, so I'm yeah. excited. So I get to, I'll pick up my blushing bride and we'll mm-hmm. go there. Yep. So we got that going for us. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, yesterday um, the Big Ten announced the uh, f- football schedule for the next decade. <laughs> Seems like well, half decade anyway. Yeah, really. I we were just talking about that. You know, they don't do that in like the pros. You know, you get a year in advance or something like that. But uh, they're on all the way through twenty twenty eight with the Big Ten conference. Well, and that's and assuming they don't add any more teams. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Because <laughs> if they do, it'll it'll revamp again. That's right. Yeah. So, in other words, I guess. For the 2027 and 28 schedule, we may put that in soft pencil. Okay. Morning, Pat. Good morning. How things? Can't complain. 
All right. You can. I guess I could. You have the forum. Yeah, we knew they were coming out. That's what the, There was no surprise with the schedule. Well, no. yeah, I know. But no, they were going to just... come out with a 28. It could change, but they're running out of teams, Tom. It's not like there's a ton of teams still out there. I mean, they want Notre Dame, and they'd probably take one more. They're not, I don't think they'll go much before over 20. Oh, uh, I think you're right. And I think it only <laughs> depends on Notre Dame. They're not going to just take I, – I mean, I, if they would have done that, they would have taken Washington State and Oregon State. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see it this stabilizing for a while. It all depends. But if Notre Dame wanted to go in there, they would welcome Notre Dame with open arms. They would love it. That's why I think they want more than anybody mm-hmm. is Notre Dame. And, for you know, Notre Dame's got its own reasons, does not want to do it. So I wonder what uh, – I mean, there's going to be enough teams that won't be affiliated with, quote, the Big Ten – SEC and stuff for Notre Dame to still have the kind of schedule they like to have? Well, their schedule is not like it used to be at all. It's not near as strong as it used to no, be. No, it's not. I mean, they played Tennessee Tech, I think, this year. and But if Notre Dame's 11-1, and one, they're going to be a player in anything. They're going to be 11-1. and one. Notre Dame team's going to be in serious consideration. Well, they would be in the new playoff system, but a fourth playoff system. If mm-hmm. Notre Dame's 11-1 and one this year, I think they're going to be under, they may not deserve it, but they're going to be probably in the playoff. Uh, they carry more clout than about anybody. They do. Fair or not, that's just the way. I just don't think Notre Dame thinks they need the Big Ten right now for football. I mean, why else would you not join? Yeah, because the money's awfully good. Yeah, I mean, but their new negotiated contract's going to give them close. But there's something to be said about having your own, your own network and your own. I mean, they seem to really like that. Notre Dame's got so much endowment money anyway, to where they're financially they're fine. But um, I don't know. We'll see. A part of me would like to see Notre Dame in the Big Ten, but I guess the part of me also kind of thinks it's funny that, you know, they've, they're still an independent, <laughs> and the Big Ten has tried so hard to get them to join. Every time expansion has come up, that is the first first institution that's mentioned as, you know, we would like to have them, and they don't want to come yet. No, but, I mean, that stuff yesterday, The I mean, Iowa five games next year on the road are – One's at Maryland, one's – I mean, they're all over the place. They play one bordering state next year on the road. It's, it's all just money. I mean, it's, that's the mm-hmm. – you this is all being driven by money. I've had a couple fans read, oh, this is great. This, these student-athletes will love – they'll love these trips. Just so the fans know, they don't get out there three or four days in advance and go on site. They land the no. day by night, the, the day before the game. They go through all their meeting. They don't have – they're in the hotel most of the time, so it's not like these are going to be sightseeing tours in Seattle and L.A. and what have you. These are going to be long, arduous road trips, playing at weird times, possibly on weird days. And, but it's and all – playing for, good teams. And playing good teams. Well, this – one of the fans reached out and said, yeah, they should – want to play bigger teams. I get that, but we'll see how you feel two, three years from now. Because, um, like, your argument is you prefer the path of least resistance for your satisfaction and I, goals. I do, <laughs> but on the other hand, our home schedule this year is just awful. I mean, From an entertainment standpoint. From an entertainment standpoint. But they could, um, they very well could go undefeated at home, and then you'd be happy. Well, I would be happy just with... Just bored. It's just, yeah, I mean... So home, but even if Iowa was playing exciting teams, that doesn't make Iowa any more exciting. Well, that's true. So well, at least <laughs> Iowa offense. That, that's I mean, a good I mean the point. Iowa defense is what it is. But um, but yeah, it was just it, I saw the schedule. And I, see, they're at. I mean, would you have the? I got it right here. Yeah, I mean, they're at Maryland. They're at UCLA. They're at Ohio State. They're at Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State. Yep. In Minnesota, and that's the only bordering state. Right. Michigan State's. 
they're closest of the non-bordering state, and that's a 15-hour road trip on a, in a car. Yeah, I've, I've you know, done that once. And Halas did, he added it all up. He tweeted it yesterday. It's 8,700 miles altogether, all those road trips together. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah you got uh, East Coast and West Coast, and then... Uh, a flight to Ohio, Ohio State's not close. No, it that's isn't. A nine, that's almost a 20-hour round-trip drive by car. So, yeah, that's just the way it is, and that's it's the new world, and it... it location time doesn't have any down the road i wouldn't surprise me if you see iowa playing at washington on a friday night at nine o'clock i mean it oh, very because that would be seven o'clock on the west coast yeah of course i think and 10 o'clock even eight o'clock on the west coast and, and, if, if tv says it damn it they're gonna do it somebody tweeted out this week that there is a, a football game on every day uh through the like november 22nd so Every night there's a game. You mean somewhere. Monday through Sunday? Yes. Oh, yeah. College? That's been that's yes. Uh-huh. It's been that way for a couple of years now. There's no day. I mean, a lot of these MAC teams play more games midweek and yeah. on yeah. weekdays yeah. than they do on the weekend just because they want that TV slot while nobody else is playing. That that's just and everyone. I just don't think that's fair to the student athlete. But I don't. I don't think the student athlete's a priority in any of this right no, now. No, not really. Money has taken over for the student athlete and. This argument, oh, these kids are going to love this. So that's easy for us to say. We're not the ones <laughs> yeah, not the schlepping you know, out there. And maybe yeah. yes, and maybe no. But I don't think UCLA is going to want to going to enjoy playing. I don't either. I think it's going to be worse Indiana for them in November. I think it's going to be worse for the teams on the West Coast. I, I do too, because of what they're leaving. I mean, if okay, if you're in Illinois and you, you're not going to play UCLA and Champaign in late November, but the the alternatives to play them in LA, I mean, that's at least from a weather standpoint, that's a step up, whereas the other way around. But it was interesting. Somebody reached out to me yesterday and says, because I, I brought the star scenario up that they could play on a Thursday night way late on the West Coast, and they wouldn't, they would, wouldn't be back more than likely. The, the thought of them being back for class the next morning, like at 8 o'clock, somebody reached out to me and said, well, there, there wouldn't be class on Friday. Yes, there would be. They just wouldn't be there probably. <laughs> probably. You know? Or if they would be there, that means they're landing at 3 or 4 in the morning, getting home, maybe having an hour nap before going to an 8 o'clock class. See, those are the little things that this stuff doesn't take into account. Or I'm sure when these people sat down to do all this stuff, that was all brought up, but just the money in front of them was just – well, you know, the kids are just going to have to suck it up because we cannot turn down this money. It's just too much. I don't think anyone 10, 15 years ago could have envisioned it being this much, and they're, they don't know how to handle it. And they're just, it's just going to be any time, any day, any place. It doesn't matter. Play. Well, 10, 15 years ago, I, I wouldn't have imagined that uh, Washington and Oregon were going to be in the big game. Oh, I couldn't have either. No. But like I said, I've had some people say, oh, there's no way they'd play on a Friday night at 9 o'clock. Yeah, they would. That's seven o'clock on the West Coast. That's there's going to be that. Yes, that's going to happen, and it's going to be Thursdays. And if they want to make Wednesday a day, it's this stuff. There's nothing that's off limits now as far as scheduling, and it all revolves around what can make the most money. Now, from a fan standpoint, in 2026, I've already talked to my friend who lives an hour from the Washington Stadium, and we've reserved their downstairs (laughs) for. The 2026 game, whenever that will be. That's the one that I, Washington is the one road trip. I mean, I've been to L.A. Yeah. I mean, I've been to the Rose Bowl. I've been to L.A. a couple times. Um, 
I've been to Eugene. I've I, I've never been to I've never been to the university. I've been to Washington, but I've never been to Seattle. That stadium right off the. I have not either. Uh, that's one that I'm looking forward to. I, me too. God knows what's going to be happening three years from now. So, but, but yeah, no, it was. Um, for a lot of the people in the media, this was like the moon landing. See, I, I, I mean, I was curious, but once I saw it, I'm like, okay, but I couldn't bring myself to write a, write a column because I just don't care enough. A schedule, it's a schedule. It's the new world we live in. We've been talking about it for a while now, and you just got to get used to being not surprised by anything that might seem surprising, if that makes sense. It does. Now, as far as a doomsday schedule goes, the one that looks the toughest, all things remaining equal, which they probably won't but this 2027 where we travel to oregon have to go to wisconsin and then at home we have michigan ucla and usc but no ohio state or penn state but no ohio state or penn that's how you look at the silver lining yeah but well but the other thing is is you have three absolutely marquee uh, teams coming into kinnick stadium Mm -hmm. and that's you know, well, at least you hope, I mean, you see, who knows where UCLA is going to be? Well, in three that's years. right. They've been up and down, and who knows Chip, where we're going to be? Chip Kelly may not even be their coach in three years, and I. Um, so yeah, and yeah, who knows where I was going to be? Yeah. Twenty-seven. I don't think Kirk will be the head coach in twenty-seven, and I'm not saying I think he's any. I'm not saying his job should be in. There's. I'm, that's just. My, I mean, that's. Let's see, twenty-four, twenty-five. That. That's four more. That years. would be four more years. I'm not convinced that he's going to coach that long, and I'm not saying that for any sinister reasons or like I think he should step down or I think no. That's just my hunch mm-hmm. right now. So yeah, I mean it's uh, it's good fodder for discussion, um, but there's no question. You know, we've some of the patsy schedules like this year aren't oh, going to happen again. Oh, they'll never happen again. Now they have kept Iowa State on, uh, at least on yeah. So far, so far, and I I prefer that, and I I I, I do too. I, I prefer that. I know it's it would be a lot easier to dump them and maybe just pick up. I mean, what do you pick up another Mac school? I mean, I to be honest with you, the the, the Iowa versus the Mac games just. I mean, what are our uh, out of conference games at Kinnick next year? Iowa State, Troy, and and, and Kevin. <laughs> and the College of Cardinals. I don't know. I don't know who the third one is. I can't remember. I mean, you could easily. Um, you're gonna Google Jim, it, Jim. You wanna the Midwest Clown College? Is that there you Google go. Iowa's two thousand. I don't. I, uh, um, I, I did a bunch of schedules, but not. Uh, that would be 2024. Troy has been good at times. They have, but they're not at the same level. They're, no, they're not a. They are. Troy's the kind of school. Well, they've had two. I Jaden McDonald, the linebacker, and then of course before he was involved in the gambling the defensive back reggie bracy transferred to troy if i'm not mistaken and they were looking for a place for playing time mm-hmm. and that troy's kind of the it's in alabama and what have you but yeah no the 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 schedules like this are gone that's why that's why i do believe iowa will be five and one by the end of this weekend i i'm, I'm still convinced it's uh, illinois state iowa state and troy yeah i mean illinois state be still, the my beating hearts. heart. Those are, yeah, I mean, I don't like games like that. I never have, but I get it. Illinois State gets a big paycheck. It's close. It's an easy road trip. And for Iowa, it should a be probable victory. A, almost certain victory. And maybe the kind like you have against Western Michigan where you're able to score some points and flex your offensive muscles for one at least one game where you ran for 254 yards and what have you. But, but yeah, those, the, the schedule – is going to be forever moving forward much harder. Yep. 
Kirk knows that. <clears throat> he does. And it's going to be the same with basketball. Okay, yeah, now the good true. good news, bad news is I was the only Big Ten school with three protected rivalries. Yeah, which which is that, good news, bad. And we knew that was going to be the case because that was yeah. Um, they. Yeah, I mean, let's see, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is um, I'm fine with that. Partly, I'm fine with it because they're all easy road trips. Yes, <laughs> I look, and the I other look at it that way. The other thing is, is Penn State has zero protected rivals. Well, partly because Penn State hasn't been in the Big Ten very long. I mean, Penn State's been in the Big Ten. I know it sounds like a long thirty years, but that's really not that long. They joined no. in the early nineties, and there were all these rivalries that Iowa still has protected now, other than Nebraska. Those were big rivalries then. Iowa, Minnesota, and Iowa, Wisconsin in the nineties. Iowa, Nebraska has been made a rivalry because they're bordering states, and the fan bases hate each other. And it makes for good talk, but a lot of it's just location. But well, that's, I, it is. That's I, right. I think it's funny that they, they honor these protected rivalries for location, but then location means nothing anymore as far as conferences. See, I'm old-fashioned. I like conferences to be based on geographical location. Well, I location. do, too. I, just, I mean, the fact that Missouri's in the SEC and Oregon's in the Big Ten, I mean, it's just – and, like, isn't, like, um, Creighton basketball in the Big East? Yes. I mean, just it's just a – What's that movie? It's a mad, 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 mad world. That's what it just seems like in sports now, college sports, all because of money. And television. Well, that's the, that's, that's television the is the money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was something else that was doing it, but no, it's just, it's television, but it's money. And it's just something that they were, I don't think, prepared for, and now they're like, my God. It's like they win the lottery every day in college sports now. Look at this. Look at this money coming in. Look what this TV network's willing to give us to do this, and, and it's just... It's just pouring in. Well, of course, the TV networks make their money by getting the advertising. Well, yeah. I, I mean, look at how much the Big Ten Network pays off. And I don't want this to come up. Do I think the Big Ten Network's that great of a network? I, do I watch it much? When no, it's, I don't no, either. I don't. Other than when maybe I was on or there's a game. I don't ever watch the Big Ten Network. No. I and don't, I don't literally never watch ESPN anymore. Oh, unless, I heard, unless it's a sporting event. I yes. never do. I mean, I never watch ESPN anymore unless it's a sport, unless there's a sporting event that has my interest. But yeah, that's um, but some people are because the advertising's out of the out of and yeah, and so who ends up paying all this money? We do. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's just the economics. So yeah, it's um, I I had forgot that that that's when they were there was that it was going to come out. I mean, like schedule. I mean, it was, it was out for an hour. I was out running errands before I even got it up on the website. I mean, I, 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 but were some people I think were just waiting for the moment that thing was dropped. And then it was, my God, look at this. Well, it took me uh, an hour and a half to reserve my friend's basement in, <laughs> in Washington. Well, you know, I mean, that's, we like to go on one road trip a year. I mean, and that will be fresh. So are you leaving soon for that game? Like you'll, For Washington game? Yeah. To 2026? Yes, we'll be leaving early like next week. Okay, that's what <laughs> yeah. I thought. Well, uh, who's going to cover Hawk Fanatic if you guys are both on the West and, Coast? Will Wapsie just go with you <laughs> for three years? Uh, sure. <laughs> I saw your, your good bride in the store yesterday. That's what she said. She was shopping for chicken noodle soup. Yep. And I told her to give you the recipe because I want to. Oh, my God. It, I want to make it. it is so I want to make it to myself sometime. Good. Oh, I'm sure it is. And I've never, I've been wanting to make chicken noodle soup for the first. Because that's the kind of thing I can eat over and over, you know, leftovers. and. Oh, yeah. I could eat. I make a big batch of it all the time. I could eat the chicken noodle soup uh, t- 
two or three times. And I spend eight dollars for a bowl of it at Panera. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing eight dollars would buy me almost all the ingredients I need. Oh yeah, uh, close. Uh, close. A little bit. You, you know, eh, probably. Well, but it'd be more than one meal. I mean, it would be. Yeah, it probably would be more than eight though. If you figure you need chicken, you need carrots, you need. Some, but I almost always have carrots and celery in my refrigerator because I use them for yeah. a lot of different things. Yeah. I assume she's got carrots and celery. She does. Here, right? onion, oh, probably not onion for you. Uh, a small amount. Small amount. Yeah, you got to have some onion in it to get that mm-hmm. broth some flavor. So. Yep. So yeah, I'm waiting for. Her. And then does she use the big thick egg noodles or the skinnier? Um, the big thick egg noodles, are, unless our girls don't like the thick noodles. They don't. So no. What the hell's wrong with them? So, so <laughs> sometimes Anne will adjust and use the skinny noodles. Okay, that's kind of like when my mom would not put frosting all over the entire cake. Because I didn't like frosting as a kid. She'd always leave a third of it without frosting. One of the things that really gives this uh, special flavor is, is a product called Better Than Bullion. I've, I've heard of that. It, it, man, it's just so good. So yeah, and I like a lot. I, I would put a lot. I like. I love black pepper. I put uh-huh. a lot of black pepper yep. in anything I cook. I mean, I, eat, I I go through black pepper, those little tones. Well, of course, that's you, you, up to you. You know. Yeah, that's all up to me. I, I, I just can put black pepper on about anything. This, it's so flavorful that... I don't add anything to it. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's getting it's, to be good soup weather, too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it is. It's getting yeah. down to 39 tonight. I am not turning my heat yeah, on. Yeah, chili fixings are going to be flying off the shelves <laughs> this weekend. I made fine. chili the first time about a year ago, and it was good. I don't handle chili warmed up as well as I would soup. After a while, chili, it just kind of, mm-hmm. Well, it, it kind of blends. Uh, after in, in some ways, it's better. I mean, I like chili, but I also pour a ton of onions in it, cheese crackers and then you know then you're eating just a ton of it's just a ton of calories the way i do it <laughs> well because i love it's putting like, the, it's like good mexican good. oatmeal I, when you do it like i that. like putting the i like putting the cheese and the onion on top of the chili after i pour it in the bowl and then taking crackers and dipping that's how i like to eat chili there you go but i like my chili also to be more soupy broth than thick great i must i'm, I'm a more soupy chili guy everybody's got a chili recipe and yeah. most of them are damn good do you yeah. like yours broth thick or more like soup um the kind i'm used to my mom used to fix it and Ann fixes basically the same recipe uh i think it's better homes and gardens that's probably what my mom used to use because i remember she had a better homes and garden cookbook always nearby her chili was good. And so it, it's a little bit thinner, but it's real good. That's what I liked about my mom's. Yeah. It wasn't just really thick. I, and I thicken it up a little bit with okay. crackers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to add. I love pouring crackers into yeah. the. Yeah. No. So it, it ends up thickish, <laughs> but the, the flavor is really good. Mm-hmm. No, I love chili. Oh, yeah. I do too. And everybody's chili recipe is the best. And, they, <laughs> and then we, we judge them in chili cook offs, and there's usually like one really. St- Real stinker among like twenty. But if I had to pick between chili and chicken noodle soup, I'm going with chicken noodle soup. Me too. Yep, absolutely. Not because it's better for you, um, but just because well, I. I'll be interested better. to see what you when you make this recipe. It's uh, one Ann got. Is it from, easy? Because uh, um, I don't like to work really hard. Soup recipes are normally. It's pretty not. Easy. I mean, you got to cut up the veggies. Well, I can do all that. Yeah, I just. I mean, if it, I can handle all that stuff. I mean, my mom used to make the best beef stew. I've never tried. Well, my pot roast almost turns into beef stew if I use enough uh, beef broth. But my mom, she made this beef stew that was a cross between pot roast and vegetable soup. It was like right in the Yum. middle. Yeah, I've uh, never oh been able to, to perfect pot, uh, uh, beef stew. Her beef stew was incredible. God, I could have. It was uh, my only complaint to her was there was never enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I didn't like sharing it with family. I wanted it all for myself. 
I didn't like my dad eating a second bowl of it if there wasn't. You know, I'd give him a look and he'd look. Back, he'd look right back at me and he'd be pouring that. He'd be spooning that beef stew in like, "Hey, you little creep! I yeah, bought this. Crap. I bought this. It's you mine. Little, you little freeloading sob." I think my dad did call me a freeloading sob one time. Well, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah, I was only seven. <laughs> I'm kidding, Dad. All right, back to the Hawks. Back to the Hawks. Um, so looking at that. Um, I'm looking at some of the other road trips. Well, why don't you name them off? Name off the real off 24. 24 of the away games are, are Maryland, which I have been to once. Probably, probably won't go back, but I, we really enjoyed it. Well, Maryland's a lot. There's a lot to do out there. Yeah. That's a neat area. Maryland, Washington, D.C. area. There's so much to do within a 60, 90 mile per hour radius. Um, Michigan State have been to once. Probably won't go back there. I see my sister lives like 30 miles from me. Well, Lansing. then, sure. Uh, been to Minnesota a million times. Uh, we'll probably go some other time, you know. Uh, Ohio State, been there only once. Probably won't go again. Um, been to the Rose Bowl once, because that's where UCLA plays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we may, that would be an away game next year, maybe uh, possible. Possible. It's a lot of money. Well, but it's cheaper if you go through Vegas yeah. and, and meet your sister and brother-in-law and have them take you in their car to the drive to L.A. But you're still going to drop a 1000 bucks. two people going, no. aren't you? I don't think so. Not on a plane? How much you get? What, your plane ticket for like 200 100 bucks? No, we'll dro- um, Oh, you drive to No, Vegas. we won't drive, no. Um, generally, the tickets are around 300 bucks. Okay, so you're at 600 right now without eating. Or do, you, or do you just eat for free with your, you just mooch off Some. your... yeah. Okay, but you're still going to... Oh, yeah, you're, you're right. Even that, though, that just shows you how expensive it is. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that couldn't do that. I, you know, you're talking about something like it's a walk in the park, and it's going to cost you probably close to $1,000. Well, we may not. Even with meeting family and driving, and all, that just shows you how expensive this And we is. may not do it also. But, you know, I, I, hey, I say do it. You'd be, just be happy that you can do it. A lot of people couldn't. And that's UCLA. And then the next year, it's Nebraska, Rutgers. Uh, oddly yeah. enough, as of right now, the only stadium I've never been to has been Nebraska. Okay, and you're not missing anything. Trust me. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know why. Lord knows we've had a, plenty of opportunities. Because it's, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Well, January. I think that's probably it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's a big And that reason. drive is so bleak. And it is Lincoln. It is bleak. That's Lincoln. Have you ever been to Lincoln? Oh, my God. Yes. Just, I was so underwhelmed when I saw. Because like I said, you grew up as a kid like me. You grew up watching games from Lincoln on TV. Wow. Nebraska, Oklahoma, mid-70s. Like, it's like a, a magic land. Then you go, to Lincoln, you go to Lincoln for the first time. I was like, this is it. But see, that's what the Rose Bowl was like for me. Well, the Rose Other Bowl. Other than what, the, the mountains in the yeah, background. Yeah, see, I couldn't. The Rose Bowl was sort of like that, but everything around the Rose Bowl. I mean, Lincoln's Lincoln. Yeah. The whole trip, I mean, it was just nothing worse. I was mesmerized going from the media hotel to the Rose Bowl just by everything we drove by. And that was very I mean, cool. The home, not, I don't think there was one home that looked like another home. They were all completely different. And you're right about that. Everything about it was good. The facility sucks. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember the press box in the Rose Bowl wasn't very nice. Half it was a, half the food they served us, I think, was outside. It was, it was old. Yeah, it, it was is. old. And it kind of reminded me of Michigan Stadium and how it really the fans really weren't on top of the play. It just I was not 
I was underwhelmed by the stadium, but everything else was incredible. So UCLA plays their home games there, and they don't get huge crowds. No, God, no. And you think Iowa's going to – no, knock on Iowa, but I don't – Iowa will have their fan. Iowa will do its part by bringing 10,000, 15,000 fans. Oh, I'll bet they do. But I don't know if UCLA – Because you've got your California I don't know if that'll, that'll be go. enough to fill it the way UCLA – they don't draw that well. No. It's hit and miss. Oh, if they're playing really well – a lot of competition for. I mean, I've even watched USC play in their games and see a bunch of empty yeah. seats. Yeah. It's just different out there. The, okay, what's the what's the twenty five one? You were only you only went away two games. games uh, what's after Rutgers? Uh, Nebraska, Rutgers, and then USC, and they play in the. Think Coliseum. about that. So in back to back weeks, they're going from New Jersey to California. Um, actually, they don't have the dates yet. Don't know, but it could be. But I think, yeah. I mean, I guess we don't know. In the order, I just kind of assume the way they put them is how the order they're going to be in the schedule. But I guess we don't know that. But that very well could be. I mean, very there, well could there's be. going to be some weeks where they're on the East Coast and they're on the West Coast. So home schedule in 2025, Indiana, Michigan State, Minnesota, Oregon, and Penn State. So that's a little more typical type of schedule we're used to mm-hmm. only with <laughs> Oregon. And then you throw Iowa State in there. I mean, that basically that leaves them one game to schedule a Patsy. Uh, yeah. Which you know they're going to do. They're oh, not going to sure. be. They're not going to be going to the ACC or the or the SEC for that twelfth opponent. They're going to. They got to get one in there that they can have a pretty good chance of winning. Play it for sure at home. Well, the SEC only has eight conference games. Yeah, well, I yeah. know that's part of the criticism, and I get it. Criticize them all you want, but hey, who usually well, who wins? wins? I mean, yeah. they can. I mean, that, that narrative was going. A lot of Big Ten people were saying, oh, the SEC, they're cowards. They won't play. They, they want to play that, e-, you know, because they always have that week in November where they, play, they all play. Where they play Alabama, and You can rip them all Tech. you want, but they end up winning the national title almost every year. Yeah. A team from the SEC. Yes, so do. that argument doesn't really carry a lot of weight. Not really. Okay. 26, the away games, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, Northwestern and the aforementioned Washington. See, now that, other than Washington, that's your old typical border state. Yep. That ain't bad at all, uh-uh. other than that trip to Seattle. And then your home games, Nebraska, Ohio State, Purdue, and Wisconsin. So, I mean, no, it's Michigan. Washington. So it's nine games altogether, right? Yes. Those are, I mean, that's a tough schedule. That's... Oh no! They're, they're all, there's always going to be either a Penn State, USC, Washington, Ohio State. There's going to be probably two of those on every schedule moving at, forward. At least, yeah. You think McNamara will be out of rehab by then and be able to start a couple of those games in twenty six? Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be. Hopefully, he better be ready for next year because that so, is his last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's another pandemic, that's it's. Um, some of these careers, it seems like they have no end to them. Yeah. Well, COVID. yeah, the extra year has been incredible. I mean, it's just. So, yeah, it's uh, so it's nine conference games, right? Yes. So so we'd have, we're still going to have two patsies a year. And advi- yeah, two patsies a year in Iowa State. Yeah. And it, and it goes back and forth between four and five road games, right? Correct. Yeah. One year you do five road, the next year you do four. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, I. I'm actually kind of surprised they didn't make it 10 conference games, aren't you? Well, it may, yeah. It may get to that. That's what some people are predicting, and that will, that would probably eventually get rid of Iowa State. 
Because uh, then which, Iowa yes. wouldn't have that option of doing. The, they'd still have to do that, and they wouldn't want to do the home and away because on an off year with that, then they wouldn't. They'd only have six. Home no, I was going to want. They seven have home to have games. seven home games. Well, yeah. they have to do that for a lot of reasons financially. Yes. One of them, yes. and the city needs that too. Twenty twenty seven was an absolutely brutal schedule. Away games: Indiana, Nebraska, Oregon, Wisconsin. So at least two of those are and real. Four roads, so five home games. Five home games, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, UCLA, USC. Yeah. <laughs> but, what but no if, Ohio State. But, but no Ohio State and no Penn State and um, no Washington. But look at that home schedule. My God, compare it to this. You you got <laughs> Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota. But the thing UCLA, is, with we don't know USC. what Maryland's going to be like in twenty seven. No, that's be, true. They could be crap in twenty seven. They're an up and down program. But if you look at everything right now, yeah, I mean. But you have three marquee home yeah. matchups against three traditionally strong. Oh sure, program, yeah. real strong program. What, but UCLA's up and down. They're probably they're up and down. Probably n- not much above where Iowa is. No, they're if more. They, if you leveled them out, they're equal to Iowa. They're just Iowa. Well, Iowa is more steady, winning between eight and ten. UCLA kind of goes all over the place. I mean, when they're good, they're really they good. Do. But they've been bad at times too. So that was twenty-seven. So what? The, yes. So what's twenty-eight? Twenty-eight. Your away games are Michigan State, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, USC. Okay, that's true. Home slate. Is Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. So, yeah. Yeah. Bob Cummings is probably looking down. Hell, I've already been through all this. This <laughs> looks like our schedules. Oh, hell, Bob Cummings had brutal schedules. I mean, non conference schedule USC, Penn State, and UCLA one year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's brutal schedules. Hayden, Who did that? Was that heavy? Yeah, oh, I think so. To, just to try to just make it hard for the next. Why would you schedule those games at home? I mean, when you're trying to rebuild, I mean, Cummings didn't stand a chance. Well, keep keep in mind, Evie wanted to be both coach. Oh, and I know he did. Was he that? AD. Was he that spiteful though? Well, <laughs> maybe. We'll get Marion back on and ask her. Well, she didn't. She didn't describe him in all glowing terms. I mean, she no. Had, I mean, she acknowledged that there was some issues with him, but I, I'm. I mean, those schedules were made. Most of those schedules, I'm assuming, the 73, 74, those were probably made toward the end of Evie's run in the late 60s or early in Bump. Would Bump have done that? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because, I mean, Bump was, uh, you know, Hayden absolutely said, we, we ain't playing this Well, I'm all for competition. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But you also have to be realistic about it. Yeah. Cummings stood no chance. There were some years non-conference where they went one and two, and it was incredible that they went one and two because they ended up beating UCLA. I mean, they were almost set to go 0-3 going into conference play back when it was the big two and the little eight. eight, So, yeah, I mean, he was just up against such a deck of cards that he he never really had a chance. And now what is it? Will it be the big seven, the little 13? Well, well, right now it's the big three and the mediocre 11, wouldn't you say? Uh, I'll give Iowa. I mean, Iowa in – Maryland and Wisconsin, I'd say, are maybe a step above the other ones right now. But then you, you take the other, the bottom eight. They're all they could all beat each other on any given day. Are you looking forward to that Illinois Nebraska game? Uh, is that 
When's that? I, it's this weekend. That's one of our that, picks. It's yeah. Oh, I did see your picks. Yeah, Illinois. Is that, to, is that a Friday game? Oh, here. I, I, have I don't it right know. Here. Look at look and see what it says. Have it right here. I wish it would because I wouldn't mind watching it. I would not be surprised if Nebraska. Yes, it is the Friday. It's tonight. Game. I would it's not tonight. be surprised if Nebraska won that game. It's in Champaign, right? Yes. Um, I picked Illinois, I believe, from my picks. I can't remember because all my comment was was I spilled Brett Bielema's name backwards because it's really weird. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> it's, it's, yes, it is. It's really weird backwards. I couldn't think of anything ridiculous or petty to say. So, I, um, But th- I'll watch that game. It'll probably be a really boring game, don't you think? It could be. It Low has quality. that potential. I would think. I mean, Illinois is not very good this year. No, and Nebraska is Nebraska. I can't wait to see the stands. How many people are in those stands? It's going to be cold. It, it, yes. And Illinois is not very good. Uh, no, they're not. And, and they don't draw very well. No, they don't. They don't. I mean, even last year when they were playing well, I'd look at games and see empty seats. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. So it'll. All I'm, right, got a quiz for you, Pat. What network is that on? Do we know? Nebraska, Illinois. Um, Does it say? I, I don't. Okay, I'll that. find it. All right, what's the quiz? Um, okay, and I think you'll absolutely nail this. Okay. Okay, best Big Ten conference record since 2015. Best Big Ten conference? Big Ten conference record since 2015. I would assume Ohio State. Okay, and then give me the top five. That's correct. I would say Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa. Yes, or, yeah. that's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's... Pretty okay. Uh, so Fox com- Fox Sports, by the way. Okay. Okay. So compare. How about Wisconsin and Iowa since 2015? Wisconsin's listed as. Uh, oh, I, I, they're maybe slightly better, but Wisconsin's power run, they were really good prior to that too. That, that's right. To me, since about 2015, they've sort of been coming kind of back down to earth. They've been. I, I don't know what exactly. it is. I don't think it's that much better, is it? 48, Wisconsin's 48 and 24. Iowa's 48 and 26. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. They've been very, they've been very similar. The one advantage is Wisconsin has won the head to heads a lot more than Iowa has. Okay. Uh, six and seven might surprise you, might not. Six and seven since 2015. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Michigan State and Minnesota? Uh, Michigan State is correct. Uh, Minnesota is eight. Okay. Northwestern is seven. Oh, okay. Well, they did have two 10-win seasons they during did. that time and won two divisions. I see where Fitz is suing Northwestern for, for 130, 130 million. million. He'll get some. Oh, yeah. Because his stuff to me is way more debatable than the Mel Tucker stuff, assuming everything is true. All these allegations in both cases are all true. The, the Mel Tucker case to me is a little more cut and dry than Fitz. Because um, a lot of the stuff that happened with Fitz, he wasn't around reportedly, whereas Mill Tucker was obviously he was he was there Jeez. for his stuff. So, God, but I do think Fitz will get some money for that, and um, I don't think Fitz has done coaching either. No, I don't think so. Either. I mean, it was funny when he was here with his kids. Of course, rumors. I had somebody say they heard that he's talking to Kirk about coming in and being an offensive advisor. I mean. As, I don't know that I want Fitz as, as an, an offensive, offensive advisor. <laughs> no, no. As great as he, I mean, no. I don't. They don't need. They don't need that right now. No. I mean, I don't. I, but that just shows you how he was there because his kids were on. They were visiting the school, yeah. Yeah. and um, so I thought that was kind of funny. It's just amazing how rumors can just just take a life of their own. So if. Taylor Swift, we're at an Iowa game. Then what would the rumor be that she's uh, um, dating? Um, who would she be dating? 
Um, well, probably not one of the players. It'd be no, too young. young. She's in her mid thirties, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, don't know. I mean, are what, any... what would be the angle there? Because <laughs> I don't want to say assistant coach if they're married. Because I don't want to cause any marriage. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. Uh, and obviously, she wouldn't be dating anyone in the media. <laughs> maybe. Well, well maybe somebody be, from uh, that would be great. KCJJ Radio, Jim. That sure, would be why great. not? She's with Tommy Lane. Old enough to be her. That would be great though to marry Taylor Swift because then she could make a donation to the two websites and we'd be okay. There you go. Yeah. You know, yeah. She, yeah. Honey, could you make a you know just maybe a small donation to. Hawk Fanatic. Doesn't even have to be seven figures. No, just maybe ten thousand dollars. I mean, what's ten thousand dollars to Taylor Swift? Is oh, that God. the equivalent of like ten bucks to us? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. We have a call. Hello. Right. Hello. Hey. Hey, it's Greg calling from outside Chicago. Hey, Greg. Uh, Greg. You guys. You guys are talking about the the schedules of the mid seventies. Yes. I, I had looked this up one time. Can I read something to you real quick? Sure. Yes. Nineteen seventy three. Yeah. Non conference schedule. UCLA, Penn State, Arizona. Yes. 74, UCLA, USC, Penn State. <laughs> That's and the then in, in 75 and 76, it was the same non-conference schedule all in a row, Syracuse, Penn State, USC, and then opening the Big Ten season against number one Ohio State yeah. in a wow. four-week stretch. What the hell are you going to do with that when you're trying well, to you're, rebuild a program? You're going to have a losing season. He had no probably. chance. No. Truly amazing yes no yeah. thanks for reading those yeah yeah i remember that's 74 thank one i'll you. never forget that thank schedule. You. thank you i mean your dad was still alive what did he say about that he felt that that bob cummings didn't get the support from the administration for one i've heard people say that and a lot of people like bob cummings he was a hawkeye he was and, an offensive yes. lineman and yes. my my brother's first year was under bob cummings he loved him I mean, he just—he was the ultimate players' coach, and they wanted him to succeed. And unfortunately, Dad, the last coach for my dad was Frank Lauderburg. <laughs> yeah, poor so. your dad. <laughs> and, and my dad also thought that Ray Nagel had a chance to. But every room and it. was close, but yeah. Every just out of spite and pity, just self-loathing. Every just wasn't going to let Ray Nagel succeed. Yeah. For some reason, I just Evie was a very complex person. So, but though, yeah, I mean, those schedules those were set up by Evie, and then Hayden came in. Remember, they had, and it was remember they played Oklahoma in '79. Yeah, there, there were still some. T- those schedules were made, and Hayden. One of the first things Hayden did when he got, he's like, "These schedules are ridiculous. <laughs> we can't succeed doing this." Hello, and he was right. Hello, remember back when we used to play Notre Dame every year? I don't because I wasn't uh, born. V- vaguely, fifties and sixties and 40s. yeah, vaguely because I was I was just a kid and um, didn't they uh, did they cancel out in the year was that Kennedy got shot was that I believe, I believe yeah so. that was the one that was the one uh, I think that was the game that you 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 got your money back or you got you had to send your ticket in to get some uh, get oh I sent my ticket in and got a program. And and wasn't that the, the last time we had Notre Dame scheduled, or am I wrong? Well, yeah, there was that? a lot of bad blood no, with Evie. I thought we yeah. played him after that, but I don't know. Not, not that I recall, but then my my memory could be. I mean, the feigning Irish. Remember, every accused that was in the fifth. Yeah, yeah. 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 So well, there was a lot of bad blood. L. Grady wrote a lot about that. Yes, about he did. The feigning Irish of Notre Dame. Uh huh. I loved and, how Evie did the. the the at Grant the pep Lynn rally? Rice thing, yes. That was at a pep rally, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And a lot of people hated hated uh, Notre Dame because of that. Well, they still do. Yeah. 
Oh, I know a lot of people. Never a lot of people Notre hate Notre Dame, Dame just yeah. to hate Notre Dame. I get that, you know. My my hate of Notre Dame has mellowed over the years. I mean, I'm not a fan. Well, still. they haven't won a national title since 1988. I mean, it's not like they're a juggernaut. And I'm a Notre Dame fan, born and raised one. But they are what they are. But I mean, we had a record in the 50s that had uh, Evie's. Uh, it was a kind of a rah rah Hawkeye. Record and it had Evie's speech on it. The okay. Grantland Rice. You know, thing. Notre Dame had a stretch where they weren't very good in the six. They they've had some down moments too, and I think yep. Iowa took advantage of that. But well, I used to get mad at people because some of my friends would root for Notre Dame only because they were Catholic, and I said, "Well, I do, I'm Lutheran, and I don't go up and root for St. Olaf." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a little different, but yeah, I mean that that. I mean, I wrote root for Notre Dame because my dad played there, and that's I was. Born and raised to do that. Notre Dame, Iowa, and the Bears. Well, if your dad played there, I can see that. But yeah, those were the three. Other than that, I don't. Yeah, Notre Dame, <laughs> Iowa, and the Chicago Bears. And how about those Bears last night? Yeah. They win. On the day Dick well, Buckus dies. Finally, yeah. On the day Dick Buckus dies. Buckus dies. Yep. Yeah, Is it supposed to rain tomorrow for the game? Not at all. Okay. This Are we supposed the... to have any more rain today? Because there's that field hockey game. Well, yeah, it's spitting, but it's supposed to be sunny by this afternoon, so. Okay, so because the field hockey games versus Northwestern, three. Number, yeah, number yeah, three Northwestern, good, good game. Yeah, Northwestern. Yep. Okie doke. Well, you guys have a good day. You have too, a good Karen. weekend. Mm-hmm. Bye. Well, why don't we take a quick break? Let's do that, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Hot Fanatic on the Mighty 1630 KCJJ. Your life is always changing, and a lot of things can affect how and what you save. So a good retirement plan changes with your life. At Wells Fargo Advisors, we believe conversation leads to financial clarity. So start a conversation today. Wells Fargo Advisors, together we'll go far. For information locally, call 338-3799 or 866-217-2369 or stop by 501 12th Avenue, Suite 201, Coralville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair, in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. The Sanctuary Pub in downtown Iowa City has been a fixture since 1972 and still features a classic menu such as the classic shepherd's pie, handcrafted pizzas, and craft beers and cocktails. The Sanctuary Pub is known for its warm and cozy atmosphere that's the perfect place to spend time with family and friends while enjoying live music. Support great local food with socially distanced dine-in, carry-out, and delivery through Chomp Delivery. The Sanctuary Pub is located at 405 South Gilbert Street. Full menu options are online at SanctuaryPub.com. Come experience the Sanctuary Pub. You won't ever want to leave. GT Car, owner of Supel's Building and Remodeling, has been offering unmatched service and quality for over 25 years. The trained professionals at Supel's Building and Remodeling will install and guarantee the products used in any job, no matter how big or small. They also stand behind their work and offer no-nonsense, exceptional customer service, from design to completion and beyond. Whether it's a simple window replacement or a major house addition, you'll have the confidence that Supel's Building and Remodeling is committed to quality. Visit Supel's.net or call them today at 319-337-2246. 
If you're looking for a new or used car, truck, or SUV, you should know. Deary Ford is here for you. To give you the best selection and pricing on new Fords, Deary Ford is here for you. To work with long-term experienced sales and service reps, Deary Ford is here for you. To give you the highest trade values, Deary Ford is here for you. To provide pickup and delivery and mobile service for our customers, Deary Ford is here for you. Hurry in or shop online at DearyFord.com. Are you tired of living in a home that doesn't quite meet your needs? Then it's time to call the experts at Streets Maintenance. Their team of skilled professionals specializes in renovations and remodeling, transforming your home into the space you've always dreamed of. From kitchen bath remodels to complete home renovations, no job is too big or too small. Streets Maintenance will work with you every step of the way to ensure your vision becomes a reality. So don't wait any longer. Call Streets Maintenance to schedule your consultation at 400-4483. Let's start building your dream home today. We have six sales staff. Five of them have design degrees. I'm Brad Stork with Bachmeyer Carpet One Floor and Home. A lot of people that come through our doors want to see what the newest is, what the latest and greatest is, what the trends are. They want to see what the color palettes are. That is why I have the designers on staff. We can work towards making sure that the flooring coordinates with what you've got. Just by hearing, that's what my furniture is. This is what my wall color is. That picture that you saw on Pinterest, whether it be carpet, luxury vinyl tile and plank, whether it be tiled, ceramic, porcelain, natural stone, hardwood, I've got 100,000 samples to choose from here. If you're thinking that you're doing a full remodel and you want to see the colors with the flooring, we have paint samples for all of the major brands. Bring in your cabinet sample. Bring in your countertop sample. That's what our designers are great at. They know how to give you the look that you're looking for. Bachmeyer Carpet One, located at 3402 Merchant Street in Coralville, across from Tyson's. KCJJ Weather, brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths. Your home never looks so beautiful. It is going to be partly to mostly cloudy today and a little on the breezy side. We'll get to 57 this afternoon. The wind west to northwest at 15 to 25, gusting to 35. Tonight, mostly clear, cold, low of 39. Tomorrow, Partly cloudy, 59 by Sunday. Partly cloudy, high back up to 65. And we'll stay in the 60s through most of next week. That's what's happening. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Temperature now 49. And we are back with part two of Hawk Fanatic on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Jim Hunter on this end. Tom Suter, Patrick Hardy on the other side. And... Uh, we uh, somebody was uh, patient enough to wait uh, through the the uh, so through the break for a call. Will be a dynamic telephone call. All right, hello, sir. Hi, no doubt about it, Tom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, on Notre Dame, I remember the last time Iowa played Notre Dame was at Kinnick in the nineteen sixty eight season. Oh, we did. Okay, um, they had uh, Hanratty at quarterback. And Jim Seymour was their All-American end. And I can't remember if uh, Rocky Blyer was on that team or not, but that they beat us. It was something like 55 to 28. Okay, yeah, I'd forgotten that one. So, okay, great. Yeah, that was, the, that was the last time we played them, period. And I wish we'd play them, if not on a regular basis, at least some of the time, because it – 
it would be fun to go to Notre Dame. It sure and would. It'd be fun to have them here. And but, uh, yeah, uh, South Bend's very drivable. Yeah, exactly. I think it's about five hours, maybe six at most, and uh, it it would be a a nice trip. It's but, about like driving to Minneapolis, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. South Bend itself is not really a vacation destination. But well, true. The, no, the Notre the Dame campus, campus and everything. Really yeah, no, it's beautiful. But uh, at any rate, no. Uh, yeah, Evie <laughs> on the on the scheduling. Yeah, Evie was uh, not kind to the coaches. No, uh, we we knew a lot of the coaches in different sports, and very few. Uh, he did not treat his assistants well, other than Bob Flora, who he made his assistant AD. And uh, as far as his uh, coaching, his coaches, not on his staff, but the coaches that were under him uh, in various sports, uh, I don't know that he treated any of them really well. You know, the we were at a retirement party for one of the coaches one time, and he was talking about Evie, and it was not flattering. Well, uh, he uh, he was a tough bird, There's no oh, doubt about it. Oh yeah, oh God, yes. But he he was also very uh, egotistical. And oh, and, I think that's obvious. M- most successful coaches are that way. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. He, he had a mean streak in him. He did that too. Yeah. So, at any rate, well, yeah. all right. Hopefully, the Hawks can win tomorrow. Boy, we sure hope so. You bet. Well, you guys take care. Hey, okay. Kate, and it was a dynamic call. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yep, <laughs> bye-bye. Okay. Well worth the wait. Thank yes. you. <laughs> but, yeah, no, nothing he said there really surprises me. That's kind of no. how I would have um, envisioned Evie to be. And after talking to his daughter in that interview, she kind of – she didn't make him out to be a saint. I mean, mm-hmm. she said that he had flaws, that he was a flawed man in some ways, and I respected her for saying that. Of course, it's her father. She loves. She loved him, and he did a lot of good things. And everything. but every just, I, I don't get what his. Uh, and the other thing is, I guess the, when they realized what he was doing after he was turned down his chance to take full control, why didn't they make a stand? Why didn't somebody take a stand and say, "You can't do this. You got to be. You got to help there." Why didn't anyone stand? It was everybody just afraid of him. Yeah. Even like Board of Regents and I, the checks and balances. <laughs> I mean, everyone was just afraid of him. You know, I'm, I'm. Yes, they were. I mean, he was an imposing. Well, he was. He was a. But you would like to think that they could handle things like this without it becoming a fist fight. Yeah, a fist fight. I'm picking Evie against anyone on the board of regents. I mean, Evie would beat up his own play. He could beat up his own players. When Evie was coaching in his 30s, Tom, I'm guessing there were years he was the toughest guy on that team. Do we know how how long have we had the board of regents? Is that it, I don't know. That I don't know. Because there wanted, had to be checks and balances. Oh yeah, I mean the the uh, the. Board in control of athletics. But when people saw the schedules that he was putting together, come on. Yeah. You know, poor Bob Cummings, man. The guy was just built to fail when they made him the head coach. And, you know, he had a five and six year. He had a four and seven year. He was close. You know, and if, if he had had Illinois State and Troy on his he schedule. He would have went seven and five, and he would have done what Kirk did. That would have bought him more time. Now, in fairness to Kirk, Kirk turned that seven and five into 31 and seven over the next three years. It's not like they just kind of spun their wheels after getting that breakthrough season. They kept getting better. We don't know if if Cummings would have done that, but my guess is Kirk facing that same type of non-conference schedule probably wouldn't have lasted. He wouldn't still be here. Yeah. No, nowhere near. Yeah, so 
Um, and Hayden wouldn't have had the tenure that he had. No, and Hayden wouldn't have come here oh, if, he that's wasn't probably right. a, if he wasn't given assurance that the schedule was going to change. Hayden was no fool. He wasn't going to come up here and be 0-3 going into Big Ten play. But remarkably, Cummings did almost do an upset almost every year, it yep, seems like. he did. Yeah, so, but yeah, those were, those were tough times. Did you know him? Did you ever meet Cummings? Um, no. You never did? I, I never did. Uh-uh. Your, your dad liked him? Yes. Sounds like everybody yes. liked him. But yeah, he was close. It just didn't, he just could not get them over the hump. And I think the non-conference schedule was a big part of it. Because back then you played eight conference and three non, non-conference. There was even more emphasis. Of, I mean, the non-conference schedule was, you know, is even a bigger factor. I mean, it was, uh, it was a fourth-year schedule. And, man, when you're playing those types of teams, now at least Iowa's going to be playing them in conference play. I mean, so at least you can defend it that way. By it's just I wonder what, I wonder what, like, if, what do you think Evie would think of college football right now? How do you think Evie would handle NIL and Twitter? Imagine Evie oh on Twitter. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Evie on Twitter? I'm guessing. <laughs> you think Evie would be on Twitter? I don't. No, and I'm guessing he wouldn't want his players on there either. And how do you think he'd handle NIL? Just go to businesses and threaten them? If you don't pay my players, <laughs> I'm going to beat the crap out of you? Because <laughs> remember, Evie taught arm-to-arm combat during World War II. He taught soldiers yes, he did. Yes. how to fight arm-to-arm and that was only five, six years before he became the Iowa head coach. You know, he became the head coach in 52, right, after Leonard Raffensperger, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, no. There, I remember people telling me it was weird playing for a head coach when you got these guys 18 to 22. Your coach is in his early to mid-30s, and he's looked at as probably being the toughest guy. In the t- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean? I don't think Evie feared any player physically. So what did you think about uh, – was it Utah yesterday that announced that – Every single scholarship player is getting a, uh, a, truck. a new truck. Um, hey, more power to them. Six six month lease. If I was a kid, I'd rather. Hey, could I instead whatever? What's that truck cost? Thirty four. Can I instead have the cash equivalency of that truck and make and do what I want with? I'd rather do that, wouldn't oh, you? Absolutely. Well, it's an advertising thing. I mean, they're plastering. Well, and they're that. getting these trucks probably for cheap since they're buying them in bulk uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah, but I'd much rather have the money value. Yeah, the dealership's got the wrap around on it, and uh, they pay the insurance and everything else. So, well, yeah. the the wrap on it wasn't the wasn't the dealership. Oh, it really? Was, uh, an online thing. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sure the dealership's name's going to be <laughs> yeah. on there too, but. Yeah, but that's that's, gonna... that's just the world we live in now, Tom. We're going to start yeah. seeing more and more yeah. stuff like that. I I wonder what Brad Heinrich, when he saw that, what his thoughts were. Actually, I saw what he said. He said, uh, he said, well, what he said, there going to be a lot of problems with that, and you're not going to see that here. <laughs> I'm kind of glad he said that. Yeah, me too. I don't think that's what you want NIL to uh-uh. to become. Every one of your student athletes driving around in a pickup truck. My <laughs> guess is, don't you think some of them will probably sell them? They can't. They're not given. It's a lease. Oh, it's a lease. Yes, and as long as they're in good standing and on scholarship. So they basically are giving them to use while they're there. Yes, right. And then they'll keep recycling those trucks, or they'll eventually sell them as used. Yes. Okay, I see. Okay, I thought you meant they were just giving them to them. Not not quite. Okay. But, no, I'd rather do it the way Iowa does. And I know that may not win some recruiting battles because Iowa – Iowa's NIL is sort of like – 
I'm not saying it's like the offense, but it, it's, it's a conservative <laughs> approach, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. It's a conservative, more of a community. Conservative, fair board, approach. Fair, transparent yes. approach where everyone gets a piece and the ones who are already here are rewarded more than... I mean, I'm, I know they had to promise McNamara NIL money to get yes. here. I mean, that's part of it. Yes. But that was also a four-year four proven player. That wasn't a 17-year-old high school kid. So it was a little different. Yeah, yeah, they had to. They wouldn't have gotten him without some NIL money. And I say more power to him. Yeah, and, uh, you know, probably wouldn't have gotten Eric all without getting uh, Cade, I would guess. Oh, I'm, I'm sure that helped. Although all said that he was going to come here either way. So. Oh, um, he did? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, he said that a couple times. Well, for a tight end, you know, that Iowa should be pretty uh, high on everybody's list. You know, we almost, it seems like we should be getting the absolute cream of the crop tight end recruits, and we don't seem to. Well, there is competition. I mean, Notre yeah. Dame's got a lot of tight ends in the NFL. Notre Dame's got more tradition than Iowa. Notre Dame's, I, yeah. Mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I agree. Iowa's great with tight ends, don't get me wrong, but it's not like they're the only one. There's a lot of other schools out there that have put tight ends in the NFL. And um, Michigan's got some tight ends in the NFL. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I think we're kind of looking at it as for, from the Hawkeye point of view where there's nothing better than Iowa tight ends. And we can make a case, but there's other schools that can make a case too. And, I mean, to me, I'm never surprised if a kid picks Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma over Iowa. No. I just, it never surprises me. I'm more surprised the other way. That's just life. No, that's, that's just the way true. it is. Same thing if I was a Wisconsin fan. I, I mean, Wisconsin gets, but usually Ohio State beats Wisconsin for recruiting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and oh, that's yeah. just the way it is, and I don't know if that will ever change. It's Not only ch- does Ohio State usually beat Wisconsin for recruits, they beat them usually on the field. Yeah, too. the same with all the, other, yeah. uh, all the other teams in the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan's having this little run right now. We'll see how long that lasts. But Michigan usually beats all, most of the other. Then Ohio State and Michigan battle it out, and my guess is for recruits, they're probably 50-50. I think you win some, you lose some. Have you heard any uh, scuttlebutt on who might uh, Michigan State be looking at? I have not. Nothing? Now that I haven't been looking either. I haven't been trying. Um, um, I have not heard any names. I haven't. Um, I think they want to give Harlan Barnett a chance. I think they'd love I think they'd love for it to work out, but I just think he's got too steep of a hill to climb. Doesn't have head coaching experience. I, I'll be surprised. Well, it'll depend. They, they have a lot of money. They're, they're saving a lot of money. They're going to be able to throw For some sure. money at a new head coach. It'll be interesting to see if they try to go get a big-name coach to make what would be perceived as a lateral move. I mean, well, I mean that Michigan contract, State's got a lot to offer. That contract Mel Tucker got was but that was I believe that was paid by one person of Michigan State. The guy, I, I thought I read where that guy who owns the, the Phoenix Suns, Matt Ishmia, the former basketball player, who took over his dad's investment company and he's worth billions. I, I thought I read where he paid most of that. Well, what was it, $98 million guaranteed? Something like, something like that, yeah. Unless he's fired for cause. Which he okay. was. Which he was. Hello. Hey, Tom. Hello. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Forrest Evicheski, you remember the old neighborhood up on Summit Street? Yeah, so sure. I walk by his house every day. Yeah. They're... Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, he lived two doors down from... Uh, a real close friend of mine since high school, actually since we were five. House was being painted yesterday. I think they were repainting the the, sh- the shutters on the windows. They were all down when I walked by. Oh. 
Yeah, and the hot trees lived there, all the doctors. and But anyway, Tom, do you remember Rufus Ferguson from Wisconsin? V- vaguely. The running back. Yes, yeah. yes, vaguely. That was when Wisconsin was horrible. Yeah, we beat them like 20 years in a row. Uh, Of all things, when Iowa was going through our drought, Wisconsin was worse. I know it, but... Yeah. And, yeah, I went to school with Bobby Cummings and Dougie Dunham. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah, you know the deal. Yeah. Yeah, look at that wind. Yeah, yes, boy, it's windy out there. Yeah, it's breezy. (laughs) Okay, well, t- thanks a lot for the call. We appreciate it. Have a good day, sir. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I walk by Abby's house right there on Summit Street. I, I actually, when I, almost every time I walk by, I think of him, too. Yeah. You know, I mean. Every time I drive by, I do. That's probably my favorite street in Iowa City, Summit Street. Some of it's getting a little, some of those homes are getting a little run down. I mean. I yeah, mean, some, some of, of those homes need some work. Well, think, I mean, think how expensive. Expensive it is to keep. Well, I know up somebody those lives. I know somebody lives on there. And what he, but some of those homes don't even have cement driveways. That's there's a couple homes there that just have like brick drive, like you uh-huh. know your driveway out here. Yeah, I yeah. find that surprising on that street. And it, one of the nice homes, it's a, it looks like a duplex. Yeah, I two, think somebody carved. Well, it I up. lived on Summit Street for six years. I rented the upstairs of a house. On Summit Street, so they're not all just single family. I think there's some rentals on Summit Street. There are, you bet. And I'm guessing that wasn't the case 40, 50 years no, ago, was it? No. <laughs> yeah, that was the the primo address for. Uh, yeah, and it looks like it. It looks like some of the homes, though. It looks like maybe they're just not being kept. Is that fair to say? Some of the homes I, just I look think like they need fair. a little bit of work. Yeah, they do. From just walking by and looking at them. the paint is old and. And I, it, I don't know if the, but it does look like there's not as many single family people living in those homes now. I think you're you're accurate. But yeah. they're still the 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 Victorian homes on that street are so cool. Every's home is that typical colonial home, mm-hmm. two level. I mean, um, white with the blue shutters and what have you. And my guess is it probably hasn't changed much since he lived in it. Probably not. Yeah, probably think not. about how close he was to campus. Now Kirk lives way out. You know, Kirk and most of the coaches don't live. Every probably wanted to be as close to camp. I mean, he could be to he could walk to work if he wanted to. It'd be a little over a mile. You just go right up to then go right down Burlington Street. It's so funny how different it is because Jerry Burns lived two doors down. From Didn't he us. live on Crestview? Yeah, yeah, two doors down from us, and you know had a T-shirt in his back pocket, bearskin mowing his lawn. Well, my you guess know? is Jerry Burns <laughs> wasn't making a ton more money than your dad was making. Probably not. I mean, it's just so different now. Yeah, the AD makes a ton of money now, and the people, but the football coach makes even seven times more than the AD. I mean, it's it was a different time. Oh, yes. completely. I mean, Evie made good, okay money, but Evie came from. Didn't Evie marry money too? Evie had yes. money coming from all fronts, didn't yes. he? Yes, yes, <laughs> and that probably helped him be on that street. His wife's name, I think, was Ruth. Ruth, didn't she come from money? Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was a kid, a lot of the big league uh, baseball players had uh, off-season jobs. Sure, they oh, had yeah, to. Yeah, they had to. Yep. Hello? You know, part of my Hawkeye collection, I got this this pamphlet talking about Iowa athletics, and it's old enough that it has a directory, and it has the office number and the home football number of all the coaches. Think about right? that. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. And it's hilarious because it has, like, 
it wasn't as far back as Evashevsky, but it's got like, you know, it didn't have Hayden Fry's number, no. but it had Bump, Bump Elliott's, Dane Gable's, Lou Olson's, you know, and wow. Vivian Stringer, their home, their office number, and their home number. A lot of that like, stuff oh, ended with Hayden. Changed. Hayden, was, Hayden yeah. was very private in a lot of ways. He didn't want that stuff, and I think that he started to help change the course well, of Well, we didn't have to look hard to find the coach's telephone numbers to call and sing beer songs to him. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if we had a directory or if it was just the, just yeah. the phone book? Iowa City phone book. Much different time. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it sure was. All right, go on. Yeah. How many of the games in the 50s were on TV? Not very damn many. Uh, I mean, obviously. So, like that 58 team, not many people saw that team. Right? No. Uh-uh. Interesting. I mean, there were. I mean, there were some, but I mean, now you know you got a hundred games on well, one way or and, another. One hundred and fifty channels to, I mean, to play them on. Yeah. They're getting ready to play on the Peacock network. Yeah, I mean, believe, think about yeah, that. Yeah. I said the P just so the captain's yeah. listening. I just, <laughs> I just don't say it as loud as I do the second half of the. We've reached the an agreement. We've reached a compromise. Yes. As long as well, I say the P, I can. Um, well, I remember when Woody Hayes was coaching Ohio State, that was almost always every Saturday. That was the first game on ABC mm-hmm. on Saturdays. Yeah, I remember Ohio seeing State, Ohio State Ohio a Michigan. lot. I remember seeing those Ohio State Michigan games. Dennis Franklin at quarterback when I was young. John Brockington was the running back. John Brockton I... for Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I'll go Harlan Huckleby for Michigan. <laughs> I just remember watching those games as a little kid. Oklahoma was on all the oh, time. Oh yeah, of against course. Nebraska. Nebraska yeah. was on all the time. Yeah, they were a powerhouse. No, in the boy. in the late fifties, most of those games were not, were on, not TV. on TV. There uh-huh. wasn't much TV. It started. No. That stuff started mid late sixties, didn't the, it? Yeah, and they certainly. I mean, games like the Rose Bowl. Those were on. And, we're on, and I imagine you know your uh, Woody, Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler games were on. Oh yeah, I remember watching Woody's last. Remember when he punched Charlie Bauman, the Clemson linebacker? Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember saying, eh, "I think I think Woody's done." That was an unfortunate way for Woody to go out, but I really wasn't surprised. As great as he was, Woody Hayes was a, a was kind of a dick. Uh, yeah, oh, kind of yeah, yes, bully, mean. <laughs> he had a little. He was a less. A more unpolished Evie. Does that make sense? Um, and I think Evie was tougher. I mean, I think Woody was... I think probably. I think Woody intimidated just a lot by his press. I mean, Evie was a tough guy. I mean, Evie was the kind of guy, if anyone would have tried to jump him when he was the Iowa, they probably would have been in trouble, wouldn't you say? I would say I just so. know people that said he just was the most scary person to be around. And like when he, he took over at Iowa at 52, I believe he was born in... Evie would have been born, he blocked for Tom Harmon in 39. So he would have born in like 17, 8. So when Evie took over, what was he, like in his early 30s? He retired at 42. He was probably a, contem- a contemporary of my dad. He was born in 1914. I think your dad was a little older. I believe Evie was born, because Evie retired at 42 in 1960. So do the math. 1918. So yeah. And so when he took over in 52, Evie was like 33, 34 years old. I mean, yeah. so think about that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, um, he just starts beating up players first day of practice. <laughs> I've just talked to people that have said that to have to go to his office, if he called a player, there was nothing more terrifying than having to face that guy, especially if you, if you thought maybe he was mad at you. And just his eyes, he would melt you. Jeez. You didn't want to didn't mess with him. And I'm sure your dad described him as being somewhat intimidating. He did. I think he was intimidating on the, as a coach on the field and in the boardroom or like 
you know, like a staff meeting, I think he was the same way. Although my dad and Evie had a, a very good relationship. I mean, my dad was like that. He was just uh, mm-hmm. a very... Just got um, along with everybody. Yes. Kind of like you. Um, I, I try to, yeah. Yeah, you you Well, that was my role model, too. Well, yeah, and you're not you're, you're not out to, to uh, you know, screw anybody or no. or make their lives miserable. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, I can't get this thing. Tommy, uh, come here. Hang on. Let's get. Let's take this important phone call. Hello. Yes. Um, Evans Heskey uh, taught hand-to-hand combat to soldiers going yep. into World War II for we the had, Marines. We had yeah, mentioned that earlier. I, in the, I, my nephew corrected me. I guess I called it arm-to-arm combat. But no, yeah, hand-to-hand. hand-to-hand. Yeah. hand-to-hand. Yeah. yeah, that's well documented. I mean, yeah. he did that. He did that. He, in, did he do that here in Iowa City, or was it in? I am not certain. I think it may have. I think it, it might have yeah, been. No, that's point. a big part of his legend. Wow. Was and and that time he was probably in his late twenties. Well, eighteen, born in nineteen. Yeah, late twenties, early thirties. So imagine how helpful that training mindset would be of teaching you know defensive linemen sure, techniques, how to shed offensive linemen, yeah, how all to shed of that. blocks and yeah, yeah. So well, no, you cannot. Evie was a great football coach. Yes, he was. And I do agree with you now. It would have been interesting. You notice, Ebby got out before it turned into two platoon. He saw it coming. He did, and that might have changed everything. You know, who knows? Well, remember what Marion said, though. He also had health issues, which yeah. I was not. Didn't she say he had colitis, right? Uh-huh. She said it was terrible. He hated, it made it hard to recruit. That was the first time I had ever heard that, that colitis is one of the reasons he decided he just couldn't handle the the traveling and, you know, all the legwork that's involved with recruiting and what have you, so... So yeah, but, but then why would he want both AD and well, that's coaching. what you add, you that's what you you followed that up with yes. her, and she said he's a hard man to yeah. read and yeah. understand. <laughs> you know, I um, and I'm sure there were some Iowa fans that wanted him to have both, but I think it was the right move not to give him both. I I, I just that's a lot of power for one person. It is, and there yeah. I mean, there was a segment that said, yes, give Evie what he wants. Oh, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was. Out of fear and out of respect. But for the most part, yeah, it wasn't, uh, wouldn't have been a, a popular thing. Imagine being the AD and the head football coach now. Oh, my God. I mean, think about that. How much? Did... Well, I don't know if Beth would be tough enough as a to be our head coach. Although she was plenty of, she was a good coach, though. That'd be funny. She takes over all the, the offense, just starts surging. <laughs> Humming. <laughs> basketball, on, basketball on grass. There's, that would be funny. Yeah, she was a good coach. No, she was a good coach. And like I said, I think, she's, I think she's doing a good job so far from what little sampling we have, and I will be surprised if she is not. I will be stunned if she's not given the title permanently. It's, it's, uh, me too. I saw where uh, Coach Brands came out very much on her side. Yeah, they all have. Yeah. They all have. Hello? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Abby, do you remember uh, when he came, he brought Bump Elliott, Bob Flores, Mr. Codros? And... Yeah, that was, was his staff. Yeah, yep. He, I've, written, staff. I've written many stories about yep. that over the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whitey Pirro. Oh, oh, Whitey, yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to play football with his kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, carry on. All right, All right. We'll, <laughs> we'll sure try. Yeah, that was the staff that, that I, I grew to know and love on Did the Did you telephone. know Bob Flora? Yeah, and I worked uh, at a restaurant with his daughter, Cot, who's a wonderful. Cot? Cot, K-O-T. K-O-T, is that short for something? Um. 
Yeah, I think it is. God, uh, Flora. Was she nice? Yes. Oh, was, was he nice? Great gal. Um, I didn't know him very. I met him a few times, but I was now, know, he a live? little kid. Where'd he live? You remember? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember. And then Whitey Pirro, of course, that's Andy Pirro's father, right? Yes, and, and Doug's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's take this important phone call. Hello? Hey, it's Greg calling from outside Chicago again. I okay. just was, when you're talking about uh, old Iowa football, I was just curious if you, you guys know much or re- ever read much about when Iowa had two football teams on campus, when they had the military training. Uh, was it the CBs for a couple years? That I've was a read lot of, some about it, but I'm not real familiar with it. Yeah, I, I'm I tell you, Pat, if you, if you're ever in the offseason or interested, I, I would find a story about it very interesting. But, Oops. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know much about that that era. The World War II era was so just they had so, two football cause, teams because most of the players were were fighting. Oh, right, of course, you know, because they were right in that age range. Did that guy get cut off. What happened? Yeah, I, I, yeah, lost connection just, somehow. He just got bored with us. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Steve Anderson's invitation to see them. Eleven A. I may go over there right after the show. Yeah, we're going. It's going to be a little cold. It's yeah. outside, right? Well, it's always cold and windy at that. Yep. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Connection issues. What's going on? Connection issues. That must be the wind. <laughs> Man, it is, Chicago. it is really windy out right now, and it's pretty steady. I look out yeah, that so corner. Yeah, so steady at 20. Surprise that corn. When are they going to? Shouldn't that stuff be picked by now? be pretty soon. Because a lot of it's on. A lot of the corn is down. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. The drive over there on Sioux, mm-hmm. that corn's all gone. Yeah, and most of the sand road is... Uh, and the soybeans are starting to come down. And I did see the, what is it, the threshing machine or the reaping machine? It was down the road here. The Doing reaping the soybeans. Machine. Reaping. Oh, okay. I thought you said the reaping. <laughs> Doing the soybeans? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So they're, 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 working, their, they're working their way this way. Fall way. harvest. Yep. I like this time of year, and I, I, I don't mind 50s on Saturday. I no. would rather have 50s than more 90s. I'm done with 90s, aren't yeah, you? That was kind of brutal. I, I enjoyed them. You know, I enjoy nice, oh, nice warm enjoy, weather because don't it, we 90s. don't get it all year round. That's true. Once it gets above 90, I'm checked out. I, <laughs> I hate it. Well, we're looking forward to harvest so we can see the road again. Yeah. Because it's been, a, what, three months? Yeah. At least. Because yeah. once it started growing, it grew fast. <laughs> yeah, it's been... Uh, Late June? Uh, we'll say July. Yeah. Because... By July 4th, you know, the old thing was knee-high by the 4th of July, and, and it's neck-high now. Yeah, it's that that, uh, that that saying is way dated. Yeah, so July, <laughs> August, September, yeah, so we're in yep. month four of not being able to see <laughs> the road. And, you know, I'm surprised that nobody's gotten in an accident pulling out of our lane here. Cause well, I'm the, always very careful. Yeah, you, you have to be. Because, man, there's sometimes trucks just come flying by. Man. Yeah. I mean, the sure speed do. limit's... On the maintenance road, is it 45? Something like that. Why I don't they so. have any signs up? Is that just... I, I don't know. But there's people going 70. Oh, I, I've, I've looked down and caught myself going 55, 60. There's no incentive not to go 45 because there's no... What Your defense would be... Well, how do I know? There's no sign saying what the speed limit is. Yeah. Well, and there's a little bit of a, uh, a dip in the road, so you, you can't see there everybody. Oh, up there. Yeah, there's two parts. On Sioux Road, there is. Yeah, you got to be careful. I mean, you definitely have to be careful on that road. They had a couple of near misses over the years. No, there's no. oftentimes people biking or walking on the side of the road. You just have to. 
be careful. Yeah. And coming into our parking lot Some, here, yes. I almost hit somebody um, last week. Yeah, well, coming plus out. Plus, you got that pothole you have to dodge. Yeah. That's been there forever, it seems like. Yeah. The but, lane's held up pretty well, though, it's this year. Pretty well. Yeah, I'm, well, it's no. Not, the, this pothole's more in the parking lot. Yeah, it's, it's, right. I, know, I know what you're talking. And if about. you don't play it right, you're going to hit it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm always. Re- I usually remember not to hit that. Got to take the wide turn. You got to yeah. take the wide <laughs> straddle. turn, straddle, or or go right over the middle of the pothole. And that's what I try. That's to do. what yeah. I try to do is just yeah. go over the middle. Straddle of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that pothole's been here for a while, but no, the actual lane doesn't really have many potholes right now. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. A couple of dips. That's about it. Okay, saw some uh, quotes from Beth Getz about uh, looking at doing some things with Carver Hawkeye. Yeah, I saw that. They, the, I, I actually meant they had the Board of Control. I believe she spoke at the Board of Control. That she letter. did. Yeah, I should have went to that. And she got a, but there's been a feasibility study. Oh, that's been, yeah, this yeah. is not new news or no. anything. But it was interesting to see. I mean, I, I mean, in, even talking about it is good. She did acknowledge they got to move the, they, they're thinking of ways to move the students closer. I thought about writing. I've written that column so many yeah, times, Tom, yeah. it's just it's not worth doing it anymore. But and, hopefully they will. And so they're going to for sure have some suites. That's for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's going to be some changes there. And I don't know. Obviously, I don't have an engineering mind. So, you know, as a fan, there's some things I would love to see, some amenities. I just don't know if they're possible. Yeah, and she didn't commit to anything. From the quotes <laughs> I read... About the, really. about the, well, as far as moving the students closer, she didn't, she just said they're going to look into it. And she said, and it's harder than you think, but yes, obviously but that, that's a step further. Gary Barton never yeah. said they were even going to look, he that's just right. dismissed the talk. So that's at least a step forward saying they're going to look into it. And she's right. And maybe it, I've written a lot of columns and I don't know everything that it's going to take to do that, but I still think it could be done. Yeah, I do too. What I mean, was look, the they just time- built a wrestling facility in two, uh, in a couple of years, I think they could do the stuff necessary to get the students involved. You just got to hope the students will embrace it and show up. I mean, what if they did move them and the students still don't show up <laughs> for the chance to be on TV? You know, they I think would. they now. The well, there's sh- that. There's a little moon of those black seats that are behind the teams, mm-hmm. and you know that would be perfect. But that's where they have a lot of the donors, too. So, And I think they need to set it up on bleachers so you want the students standing. You don't want them sitting. You right. want them standing during the whole game. That's what they do at Michigan State. That's what they do at Michigan. That's what they do at Illinois. They stand because they're basically standing on bleachers. That's uh-huh. what they are, and I think that's what you need. They don't need to have these soft, cushy seats to sit. You want the students up and standing and distracting and yelling stuff to the visiting bench. You want your students right behind the visiting bench, too. Yeah. And you want them, that means they'd also be behind the Iowa bench to provide support. But then on the other end, that they're yelling and screaming. <laughs> up there. That's what you want. Yes. That's what you yep. should and at least they're looking into it. I don't see anything happening anytime soon, do you? I, I don't know. I mean, to say that you're you're thinking about doing a feasibility, I mean, there's a this will be a ways off, but at least they're not just dismissing the idea. Well, she also difference. said that the funds would be coming directly from the uh, donors and fans. There'd well, be no university. It money. almost always does. Yeah. Anytime they do any significant project, it's it's. I mean, Kinnick renovations. Remember all the fundraisers they did for that. That's. Yeah. That's how they operate, and you know I was shown over the years that they can raise money, and fans have shown that they're willing to spend money if it's the right thing. I mean, baseball's doing all their renovations; they're going to rely heavily on donors. I mean, and that's going to be so nice when they get it done. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, 
but it is going to be interesting moving forward if the money just keeps coming in and donors start seeing, wow, we're getting a hundred million a year from the. I think donors, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to be as willing to help because some of them I could see say, okay, what are you doing with all this TV money? Where, 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 why can't you use any of that to b- rebuild your own and facility? And that's legit? I think that's legit. It'll be interesting to see if that ever becomes an issue as the money continues to accumulate. So I am still, in my mind, am surprised that as far as the swarm goes, that there's so little support from, uh, you know, like athletes in the NFL. There's just almost virtually nothing. Yeah, they're all they're all kind of living in their own worlds right now, trying to make as much money as they can in the small window that they have. And I'm not, I, I, I'm not really that surprised. Maybe when they're done, maybe they haven't been approached very often either. I mean, so it's hard to know what the explanation. But I'm really not that surprised because these are guys out there trying to get theirs while they still can. And then when they're done, then they'll maybe say, "Okay, I've got this much money. Okay, here you go." You know, that's my answer to that. I don't, I don't want to criticize. If George Kittle hasn't given any money to Iowa right now, I'm not going to criticize him yet because he's playing a sport where his career could be over just like that. Yeah, for sure. And I think that may play into it some. So, but I, I was not aware. Where did you see that? Oh, the I've athlete, talked to him. You talked to George Brad. Kittle? No, to Brad. Oh, yeah, and like I said, that doesn't really surprise me, and I'm not going to hold that against the athletes. No, and he said an, another part of it, he said, he felt that well, we didn't have that, so. Oh, kind of like you know, we didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. should we do that? That's right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't I'm, know if that's I'm sure that plays into it. And of, of course, basketball. There's not. What are you going to get all your money from Keegan Murray? I mean, <laughs> there's not a lot of. No, that's a strong point. There's not a lot of to choose from in basketball, and um, but now the football it's a stuff. Good point. We'll see. Let's see. Once these some of these guys retire, maybe. They'll approach them. But we also don't know how aggressive Brad and those guys have been reaching out to these guys. Did he say? No. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously they don't want to be a nuisance. If, if you keep coming at the same people for money, it may turn them off even more and make them more resistant. Yeah, yeah. So, there's always I'm that. one of those. I'm not going to tell somebody to do with their, what to do with their money. But, um, but, yeah, there's a lot of money. I mean, Riley Reef has made close to $100 million in the NFL, but I'm not one to say that I think he – should give a big chunk of that to Iowa. That's his decision. And it's Brad and his people's challenge to get them to do it. And if they can do it, more power to them. Yep. That's how I look at it. Yep. Well, it's NIL so strange because there's still no parameters per se. Right. It's the Wild West out there, so to speak. I mean, you know, your your Texas linemen, one of their first things was each one guaranteed $100,000 a year. Can you just think of that? I know. It's, I'm just it's, it's the seventeenth annual homecoming tailgater, Steve Anderson. Seventeenth annual. I've been to a lot of them. I've been to <laughs> at least four or five. Steve's a loyal advertiser. Um, um, but yeah, I've been to at least four or five. I I don't know if I went last year. But yeah, they have it I right did. down in the front parking lot, right? Uh-huh. Right there on the sidewalk going into his business there on yeah. Highway Highway One. Yeah. Right there. So yeah, no, I'm gonna probably head over there right after this. He's a good dude to have on your side. That's yes, sure. he is. Yes, he's not as active on Twitter as he used to be. I've noticed that. Well, he's, I, he's busy, busy as hell. <laughs> well, he's always been busy as hell. <laughs> yeah, but he, he seems to have kind of calmed down on Twitter a little bit. He used to have some fun on Twitter. I don't see him as much. Well, he's got a, a wicked sense of humor. He's yeah, occasionally that. he'll comment on somebody's uh, uh, 
post on Facebook. But I know he's been a loyal supporter of my website, and I know he's been station. Yeah. Station. Yeah, we really greatly appreciate that, and I think we help him get his brand out there too. I mean, oh, God, sure. I just I just got our monthly page views for September. Man, I couldn't have been more happy. We had a awesome. We had a ton of page views for September. Now, hopefully, that it can continue. I mean, um, a lot depends on how the football team does. If the yep. football team struggles, page views go down a little bit. Now, sometimes they go up, if, but it's always just the same thing. People venting and being pissed off, and the only thing they want to read is just, you can only write, you can, can't just keep writing the same negative stuff over and over. You know, and well, and it's got to the point where I don't want to read anything about Brian Ferris. Well, it's to the point I'm now where, it. I mean, they didn't, he wasn't, the Kelton Copeland was the assistant coach that, that spoke on Wednesday, and, you know, he handles the receivers and what have you, but he doesn't have really could say on how they're you. I mean, no, he coaches really. them, but that's not his. Um, I was hoping they would have had Brian Ferentz on Wednesday, but he'll talk at one time. Brian Ferentz will, he, he will do his one press conference. It'll be interesting to see what he says because we don't know. Maybe the offense will find some life before he has to go. It would have been a rough conference for him on Wednesday with the timing after uh -huh. coming off the – because somebody would have asked him about the boot, about the fire Brian Chance and – What's he going to say? Oh, yeah, I was devastated. I almost wanted to cry. I mean, you know, I mean. Well, he's not going to say that. He's going to say, no. hey, you know, I, I, I've got my headsets on. I'm not even worried about that. I didn't hear anything. That's what he would say. And that's what you would expect him to say. And really, what else is he going to say? And he'd say, you know, that's. They're free to. They pay their money. They pay their money. They can say what they want. That's really the only thing he could say and not dig a deeper hole for himself. I'm going to go to each of their jobs and heckle them. Because if he came out and tried to make himself feel like the pity victim, that would not go over well. No. No. And he knows that. No. And he's smart enough to realize that. Do I condone that stuff? No. But I understand where it's coming from. I do too. I understand where it's coming from. But it was, like I said, I. It was it was tough hearing it, man. I, I looked down at Kirk and I'm like, God, I know he's wearing headphones, but you know he's got to be hearing this stuff. Well, you know, okay, it's his kid. Here's the deal. There's it's one thing struggling on offense, okay. It's entirely another to be the worst. To be horrid. To be the worst. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just they are really, really they're historically bad. Yes, that's how I refer to them as the and borderline dysfunction at times. It is. And we've said it a million times. It's just everything, even when a play is successful, it looks hard. Well, and like I'm writing a story today I'll post later, and I've written it before, but it's about the running game. And none of this stuff, all, all, you can rip Brian Ferentz all you want. You can rip his play calling. You can rip his dad for being conservative. But their biggest problem on offense is the inability to run the football. Mm -hmm. That's it. Hands above everything else, way above everything else. Because when they can run the football, everything else becomes so much easier. And then the play action but it doesn't happen so much easier. Often. It happens way less than it does happen. And that's where the frustration is. And when you can't run the football for Iowa, I don't think it matters who plays quarterback. I really don't. I agree. Because in the games where they could not, a lot of the games with Nate Stanley where they couldn't run the football, was he was not good. I mean, they couldn't run the football up at Wisconsin. Wisconsin. He was terrible. Well, and that was, I'll never, that was such a Jekyll and Hyde yeah, going two, from two week period going from perhaps the best Iowa offense <laughs> against one of the best teams and then one of the worst offenses you're ever going to see. The difference, too, is Wisconsin didn't self destruct like Ohio State did. No. I mean, what's the second play of the game or first play from scrimmage, a pick six? Yeah. From um, Amani, uh, Amani Hooker. Um, yeah. And so Ohio State just, there was just something not right with Ohio State that day. And Iowa took advantage, more power to them for taking advantage of that situation. 
you know so but it's um but yeah it's just the running game is just I mean, like the one stat i mean they everything i i've found goes back to 2004 the most they've ever averaged in a year is 188 since 2004 and i believe only five only four times during that time have they've averaged at least 150 that's just not good. No, it's not. And everyone, a lot of people, well, you know, we lost Caleb Johnson. You know, he's our starter. Yeah, he is, and he's shown that he's good. Caleb Johnson's averaging 2.7 yards per carry when he was hurt. Yeah, there was they no were doing to nothing. run. They weren't doing any. They couldn't run the ball against Utah State. No. With him. They couldn't run the ball against Iowa State with him. Now, without him, they ran the ball against Western Michigan. That was more opponent than Iowa's running game, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. No knock on Western Michigan, but that's, that said more about their defense than it did about Iowa's running game. It looks like the sun's kind of creeping out. Yep. And the wind's died down a little bit. It is, yeah, considerably. Getting ready for that field hockey match. <laughs> number one, Iowa minutes. versus number three, Northwestern. It stopped hailing. <laughs> Guys are swimming. And then tomorrow's going to be in the mid-50s, right, tomorrow? Uh, Mid to late? Uh, right, six, right around 60. Okay, no rain in the nope. forecast? No, nope. this head- is the end of the rain. It's supposed to be uh, cleared out by this afternoon. Yeah, we got like a couple sprinkles. Yeah. So it'll probably be hoodie tomorrow, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I would Fleece. say. Yeah. Yep. So, but that's football weather. Yeah, and, perfect football weather. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What, what, I have a new hoodie to wear tomorrow. Look at you. What else we have schedule-wise just for our listeners? For uh, well, uh, this afternoon, the field hockey game, That's as you mentioned. Uh, the baseball team's playing a uh, fall exhibition game against Indian Hills. Uh, swimming and diving has their uh, home opener uh, against UNI at 5 o'clock. Uh, that's, that's free admission. And uh, rowing starts on Saturday. They, they'll do a thing with Drake. They're not a not a big spectator sport, <laughs> unfortunately. No, uh, that thought, would but be it's hard. cool to watch. I thought rowing would have started earlier. Yeah, you would I, think, you, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Interesting. Yeah, rowing is a tough sport to watch spectator-wise. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, soccer will be at Nebraska tomorrow. Afternoon. I mean, where would you go? Would you be a? You don't want to be at the starting line. You don't want to be over a bridge because the moment they go underneath you, they're gone. <laughs> well, I guess and need... then I guess at the end is the the best place to be. I, I suppose, guess. but the race is over. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you know. I guess if they did you know like big screen TVs and drones, so you could see the race up until then, that'd what, be great. And what's next for volleyball? Uh, they Which play. nationally ranked team do they play? Well, they, I know Saturday. They're, they're at Purdue uh-huh. uh, Saturday night. Is Purdue ranked? Not sure. Don't know. But most of the Big Ten is. <laughs> well, yeah, they just yeah. lost to number one Wisconsin out at Extreme. I watched a little bit of on TV last night. They, Did you? They looked like there was an okay crowd there. There were some Wisconsin fans there. Did yeah, you? in Iowa, they fought hard, and they were competitive. They just, you're, you're playing the number one team in the country. Right. And they're number one for a lot of reasons, and yeah. those reasons all rose to the Now the sun is out. Look at this. Yeah, beautiful. Boy, it's really changed since I came here. <laughs> Maybe that's a saying that we've been on the air too long. <laughs> I think this, all for, I <laughs> yeah. think this is for Steve Anderson, don't you think? Oh, yeah. of course. No, the, this is great. The sky breaks for Anderson. <laughs> yeah. So, Tommy got some police reports coming up? He does. All right. So that you're still getting them? Well, we well, cobble it together with your, what, what we have uh, have always had. From like Washington County and the arrest reports and stuff yeah, like so that. Yeah, so we're cobbling it together, but it's not quite. No. So are you going down there to get them? Uh, they won't let us at this point. I don't know exactly they where we are. They won't in the building? Well, I mean, I suppose they would, but I don't know that they're releasing the information. I believe it's uh, it's in the hands of the, the legal profession at this point. <laughs> There's a pro bono guy that is a Freedom of Information Council or something like that that's taken on the 
I know to take a gotcha. cause, Randy Evans. I recommended him to a yeah. friend of mine. Yeah. So cool beans. Yeah, excellent. All right, um, hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It is free, and police reports are next.